Greetings. This is Coach Jackie with Uzazi Podcast. Our podcast today is titled Protection Trap, and we look at how our efforts to protect our children from failure and hardship can lead them to grow up as people who are insecure about their own competencies, people who have no resilience, people who lack self-confidence in their own abilities. Childhood has been described as an apprenticeship because it is a period during which the child is really learning how to grow up and deal with adulthood. Apprenticeship is defined as a system of training a new generation of practitioners of a trade or profession. So it's a period of learning from a more experienced master in this case, um, a parent. So apprenticeship is designed to ensure that at some point in the future, the apprentice will be able to fly solo, so to speak. So the parent as master has the role of ensuring the child, who in this case is the parent's apprentice, to learn um, that the child learns the ropes of navigating adulthood. And so this means that the child requires opportunities to learn and learning includes making mistakes along the way. Your primary role as a parent is to provide and allow opportunities for learning and not to stop your child from making mistakes. Let's take a step back and reflect on some of the critical lessons we ourselves have learned in life. Um, what, are, what are some of those lessons about? I can think of um, trust, friendship, Lessons about love and self-confidence, inner strength, getting up after failure, etc. I'm, I'm sure you can think of, of several more that you could add to that list. And the question is, how did you learn uh, those lessons? It very likely was through a difficult experience, uh, a mistake that you made, or perhaps a situation that you could not avoid. Julia describes learning about friendship in the following story. She went to boarding school and, as you can imagine, met lots of other girls. At 13, she was, for the first time in her life, confronted with people from different social classes. She'd grown up or she grew up in a city council flats where all the families she knew had very similar backgrounds and living standards. Parents were mostly civil servants, only a few families owned a car. Most children went to the local primary school, which was walking distance from the flats they lived in, and they shared a common playground. So at this high school, she saw for the first time differences in people's uh, way of life. She saw girls being dropped off in big, gleaming cars, bringing along large boxes of luxurious supplies. These boxes were carried to their dorms by a uniformed chauffeur. She, uh, well, she belonged to the group that walked to school uh, because the final bus stop was two kilometers away. So this group of people had um, a single trunk which they carried on their heads as they walked to school. And not, that was not only because they didn't want to have too much luggage to carry that distance, but because they didn't have more than the basics. So she saw girls who turned in thousands of shillings to the house treasurer 
pocket money to be withdrawn weekly, and those like her who had only their return fare, handed in at the beginning of term and withdrawn at the end. This was also Julia's first experience with those who were much worse off than she was. The school often called for donations of soap and sanitary towels from those who had extra because there were girls who had none. So it was quite flattering that one of the rich girls, Nia, befriended Julia. Nia would offer Julia a packet of biscuits, some chapatis, chocolate, and other such goodies every weekend after her parents or siblings visited. Those were the days when schools did not restrict the number of visiting days in a term, and parents or, or family members could uh, visit their, their girls uh, practically every Saturday afternoon. Then one day, Julia overheard Nia talking about doing her good deed of the day by helping that poor Julia. Hmm. Wait a minute, Julia thought. Me? Poor? Is that how she sees me? I don't see myself that way. I thought she liked me. I, I don't really like, I don't need her pity. Julia was devastated. She felt betrayed. She realized that Nia wasn't really her friend, but someone who pitied her and who used her to satisfy a certain desire to protect herself as being kind to the less fortunate or something like that. Julia really felt hurt and betrayed. And she learned from that experience that people's intentions aren't always what they appear to be. So what, what painful discoveries did you make that taught you lasting lessons about life? And how do you reckon you came out of those experiences? Stronger? Wiser? More self-confidence? It's possible that it was the opposite, that you didn't learn the lesson and are therefore withdrawn from that part of your life, that that part of your life doesn't seem to go right even today. And, and that means that there is a part of your life that continues to be unsatisfactory because you feel incompetent to handle it. And this came about because you didn't learn the lesson or you didn't get an opportunity to learn the lesson. The, the point of this is that life lessons are taught through experience, and those experiences aren't always pleasant. So if you continuously protect your child from such experiences, you are teaching them that they are not competent to live as adults. You are denying them learning opportunities. You are creating a situation where they will not be able to handle many life situations, and you're setting them up for dissatisfaction and self-doubt. Difficult experiences help children test their strength while learning and understanding in their own way. So if you put off the lesson for your child, it may be learned later and possibly with more traumatic or long-lasting negative cons consequences. Perhaps they may never learn the lesson and so end up with this part of their lives that they're never really able to handle and as adults may be unwilling to admit that incompetency. You probably know that saying in Kiswahili, asiefunzwa na mamae hufunzwa na ulimwengu. So that which your mother or your parent does not teach you may be taught you by life itself. While protecting your child is a natural and important part of your role as a parent, 
you are actually harming them by not allowing them to build coping skills. So it's no wonder that some adults take extreme measures when faced with difficulties in life. And we hear stories of, 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 of the weird things that people do when they are faced with failure or rejection or, you know, uh, they are told no. So what are some of the things we do that deny our children opportunities to learn? Activities such as putting together a toy for your toddler, ordering food for your, you know, your twin, or negotiating easier detention for your teenager, perhaps paying for someone to write your undergraduate stamp paper. Such activities actually deny your child the opportunity for self-discovery. It's true, um, and I mean, uh, by having this conversation, I'm not denying the fact that there are many dangers in the world. There are many perverts, thugs, dangerous drivers, con men, con women. But it's also true that children are more at risk of injury or abuse within their homes and families. Just talk to a social worker. So helping your children to tap from their own instincts and strengths is a far greater legacy than saying no when they want to try out things or constantly rescuing them from trouble or stepping in to solve their problems. You may be telling yourself that you are protecting your child, but instead you are showing them that you don't trust their ability to cope. And this in turn actually tells them that you don't trust your own parenting skills. So next time you jump in to dress your two-year-old because she's fr frustrated by her efforts, or you make the order at a restaurant for your eight-year-old because he's scared to ask, or you negotiate for delayed or revised school detention for your teenager, or you actually go to speak to your 24-year-old's boss about the things that are not going well at his workplace, think about the lesson you're teaching. Think about the experience you're denying your child and whether it is in fact what you desire. By all means, stand by and guide your child to help him or her dust themselves off, to give them a hug, to wipe their tears rather than jumping in to do it for them. And if this is proving difficult, then look inside yourself to understand what is causing you to struggle with allowing your child to learn and fix that first. To know more about Uzazi coaching, coaching program, contact me, contact me, Jackie, at lifeskillscoaching.co.ke.